On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Nicholas Colazzo sends it in. Head is up. Cahill. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Punches the corner flag. Embraces his teammates. Tell you what, you pay money to see guys score goals. Tim Cahill gives you your money's worth. Tries to get right through Musket. Does it. Edge of the box. Chris Harrell. Sends it over. Castro's in front. Stops. Scores. Diego Castro puts it in the corner. Buzanis had no chance. And you can't say this wasn't coming as... Melbourne City players give Sean Evans a spray still for that disallowed goal, but that doesn't matter. It is 1-1. In the middle to Cahill. Cahill still going. Here's a chance for Fornaroli! Oh, my, oh, my. Bruno Fornaroli. It's 2-1. That's just magic. Not much he can do about that. It was a bit of a bungle there for the Perth defense before Roli gets it he's gonna put it away and he does it so well still going Bruce Kamau still going goes down it's gonna be a penalty what a clinic for Bruce Kamau Bruno Fornaroli against Liam Reddy here we go whistle steps fire saved by Reddy Liam Reddy saved it that's a huge save in the context of this game and now here's a breakaway in far side Castro. He's got Keo on. Castro's still going. Diego Castro has scored. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How about that? Diego Castro has just come back, put it in the back of the net. And this game has been turned on its head. Near side, come out against Warren. Come out. Pushes down toward the end line. Tries to keep it in doesn't crowd wants a foul i don't think you're going to get it any it's a penalty just as i said they're not going to get it sean evans points to the spot mark warren can't believe it either can you know julbich and neither can probably the city fans that were shouting yeah. more and hopefully yeah yeah corner only steps up surely ready can't do this twice it's a shot go Fornaroli converts, it's 3-2 City. 61st minute from the spot. Perth won't be happy, but it doesn't matter. Maringovic comes away with chips over the top now. Can Harold get away? Oh. Yes, he can. He's in. Chris Harold sends it. A goal. He scored. He scored. I thought he was sending a cross in, and that is a phenomenal goal, Brad. Chris Harold has stunned this crowd into silence some action in the area i'm not sure what's happening i saw kenny Lowe screaming someone's falling down and there's a red card a red card to i think Julbich. can i second think, red card yeah, screen i think brandon i think jonathan i think that is the right decision now how a penalty ends up i guess is because it was in the area brandon has been set off 
Here comes Fornaroli, looking for his hat trick and his second penalty conversion of the night. Whistle sounds. Fornaroli steps up. It's saved by Reddy. There you go. Unbelievable. It is the Fort Diego's final whistle. Thanks to the SEN call team of Ed Wyatt, Grant Brebner and Jonathan Howcroft. It was a commentator's wonderful game. It's what a wonderful game to call for the commentators. Melbourne City and Perth Glory 3 all tonight. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Hello, everyone. Yes, good to see you, Warren Diego, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to see you, Rodrigo. Happy to be here. Yeah. And um, it was a great night. It was a Was great that the night. game? It was a really, really, really excellent game. Good. Was, you, you, you're being very positive there. And Carlos <laughs> Alberto Diego, welcome to you. It, are we in the post-truth era there, Warren? Are you really happy to be here tonight? We've got, we've got, we're awash with tweets, people asking whether you're on. It's good to see you fronted up. Can I say, can I say, first of all, why is there a question? What do you mean? Unlike you, I don't miss games because of town hall meetings. That's the first thing. So I was always going to be here. And you know what? The key in these moments, in these moments, is to keep your head when all around you is losing theirs. <laughs> yep. That's the key. Once Rodrigo summarises what happened tonight, <laughs> because I don't think those highlights did justice, even though our, our production team of hundreds out in the production room <laughs> yeah. did a wonderful job putting that together. It's, it's a call centre. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, Rodrigo, you'll summarise for us, but I really want to get Warren's take of yes. what we just saw. No, we'll definitely come to that, boys. Tonight is uh, brought to you by Tax Talk, of course, best on plumbing in the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. It was Melbourne City and Perth Glory. Three all, as I said. Timmy Cale opening the uh, scoring tonight in the ninth minute. Uh, then it was Diego Castro in the 21st. Fornaroli scored a beauty in the 36th. And then Castro again in the 40th after Timmy, um, after Bruno Fornaroli. Missed a penalty, but was saved by Liam Reddy. And then uh, Fornaroli scored in the 61st minute with a penalty. There were three tonight, gents. And uh, Harold then scored in the 63rd minute. <laughs> Amy Park tonight. It was an amazing game of football. It was, it was a weird game of football, but six goals. Uh, Warren, how do you feel? Look, it's obviously disappointing not to get the result. And, I mean, I think it's clear to see that, on balance, Melbourne City had more clear-cut chances because they missed two penalties and had a disallowed goal. Perth, hang on, hang on. I mean, that's fact, Carlos. Carlos, did you want my opinion or you wanted to interrupt after I've been going for Again, are we in the post... Is this a post-truth for Diego's show or is it reality that we're talking about? Okay, the reality is, okay... City had all the ball, but Perth had some guilt-head chances that they missed themselves. Yeah, they did have guilt-head chances, but simply, in terms of chances and possession, City had the better chance. I mean... Carlos, would you argue that a penalty is a slightly better chance than a header from the six-yard box coming from a cross? Well, it depends on whether Bruno Fornaroli is taken it or not. edged or not? <laughs> I mean, look, Melbourne City will be obviously very, very disappointed about the fact that they weren't able to defend better. Simple. They copped goals within two minutes, two to three minutes of every goal they score the opposition go up the other end and score. Ultimate side of size, uh, is, uh, sign of complacency. Is that soft underbelly? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just clarify right well, now? Well, on tonight's, that, but, on tonight's but, but evidence, seriously, suggest that seriously. the underbelly is a tad. <laughs> well, well, that's that's five games without a win. Yeah, yeah, four this, draws and a loss. This is a celebrated team that's been oh, hand-picked. Rodrigo, millionaires, no, handpicked, this put down. together. No, this is inflammatory. No, no, no. It's no, I, I can't there, stop it there are people yet. out there driving home, and they want it, they want a sense of where, where City is at at the moment. This is a this is a team that 
uh, early on in the season, you were declaring as the best we've ever seen. Okay? But in victory in that first derby, all the way back then, were made to look quite ordinary against this City team. Everyone was lauding their, um, you know, their, their pattern of play and their great players. Tim Cale's still scoring, had a relatively good game tonight, and they still only could draw the game. That's five games without a win, right? And... Tonight, How many losses in those tonight, five? I mean, tonight wasn't a, wasn't a great performance in that draw. I mean, uh, you know, in the last f- last four games, they've actually been quite in the game, and you know, if luck went their way, they would have won those games probably. But except for the victory game, the derby. But tonight, really, I didn't think they were clearly better than Perth Glory. Perth Glory may not have had anywhere near the possession, but that's not an indicator of games these days. For the level of so-called knowledge that you are self-described as having with regards to tactically, <laughs> you know, the, the tactical mouse and, and that, you glaringly miss the facts. Now, the facts are Melbourne City, since winning the FFA Cup, have had five games, four draws and a loss. So they're in, tired. In all those, tired? In all those games, mm. they've led. All of them including the Melbourne victory game that they lost, they'd led. So, and the last couple of games, Jakobsen has been out injured. And you've you've actually said, and I've got tape of this, that he wasn't the difference. <laughs> so why you raise his name? 94291116. Give us a call tonight, 94291116. Vidi, what is the hotline tonight? It's the, geez, I can't believe that game hotline, yeah. Rodrigo, because everything happened. Everything. Too much. You know what I'm going to say? You know what's good for the game? A game without shape. That's really good for the game, but that would be a worry more for Melbourne City than Perth Glory. I'm not saying the wheels are totally fallen off, oh my but Lord. they did lose their way tonight. They I'm did. not. I'm not. He's not saying there's, that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be that. able to last two hours <laughs> with this type. But he because said he's, I'll but say Warren, this to you: Warren, there's they, nothing to they, see here. They, they lost their way tonight. They did not lose their way. They didn't lose their way. Well, let's, let's throw it no, open to no, our listeners. No, before we do, and I love Melbourne City fans. I'm going to counsel them though. Oh, good. Before <laughs> good. we get on. There is nothing to see here. There's no ramifications for the rest of the season. There's no tearing our hair out like we did two seasons ago. There's nothing to see here in terms of the the blatant tabloid tactical <laughs> description that Carlos will the inflammatory, you know, he'll make this into something that it's not. And I just counsel my fellow Melbourne City fans <laughs> before they come on. And lose their, you know what, Warren? You can't. There's win a nothing toilet. to see here. I'll you can't defer. win a toilet seat like on this on this performance. Nothing Warren. to see here. I'll defer to our callers tonight. Uh, I saw a game without shape, and for me, that's good for the game. But I think it's a worry for Sydney. Nothing to see here. All right, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'll take your text messages. But tonight is your night. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Let's open the batting with <laughs> Snapper from Port Phillip Bay. Good day, Snapper. How are you feeling tonight? Good evening, gents. Uh, a bit under the weather, but um, <laughs> I thought Melbourne City would have improved it, but that was embarrassing. Let, let's be honest, Warren, seriously. Enough with the crap. Uh, this is embarrassing. Didn't uh, Sydney put four or five past Perth um, last week or, or whatever it was? Seriously, if we're going to challenge for a title, we need to be putting five, six, seven, ten goals past a team like Perth <laughs> tonight. And, there, and honestly, there are no excuses. 
Davies made some moves in the second half. He's paid off. Tim Cahill playing more centre mid. That was fantastic because it got Tim Cahill involved in the game. The players looked to him and he created the play. Um, that goal by Tim Cahill, the second one, was that offside, yes or no? No, I think it was disallowed because of a foul that supposedly he made on Dino Julbich by putting his hands into his shoulders. Okay, so then that referee needs to go back to the ETL, needs to look how a striker like Zlatan Ibrahimovic scores his headers all over the defenders, gets on top of them and nails the headers in. A striker gets the benefit of doubt all the time. Now, I'm not saying that the ref was against us tonight or was with us, but the fact is when we come home here at Amy Park in front of our crowd, they come out on a stinking warm night and it's raining. All they want to see is three points, move the second on the table and keep the pressure on Sydney. No. All we do is we score goals and then we concede. And Bruno Fornaroli, let me tell you this, I love Bruno Fornaroli, but as a striker, you should know to never, ever go with the keeper. The first penalty kick, the keeper went with the side of Bruno Fornaroli was always going to go to his, with, his, with his right side. You never do that. You always go to your opposite side the first time to put the keeper off. But instead, he done that the second time. And then the third penalty he took, he went exactly the same side as his normal right kicking foot. You never do that. You go back to your opposite side because the keeper has figured you out what you're going to do. And JVS, for the good part of 20 minutes in that last half, sat on his backside while Kenny Lowe was urging his team. I tell you right now, if we had lost tonight... That door that says exit was for Javius to walk out and to never, ever see his club ever again. Actually, I'm not sure what happened there, but uh, uh, harsh words there by Snapper. So, the, look... I'm not, you one created, to, I'm, not, you I'm not one, I'm not one no, you to created talk about that. penalty techniques. You created I've taken that. three in my life and missed all three, right? In fact, I've missed them so far by, by such a distance that uh, I don't really want to talk about it. But... Uh, uh, I'm not sure about the whole ideas about, I mean, Bruno Fornaroli, I'll back him uh, with his technique any day. Uh, but, Warren, was it a matter of the fact he went the same side three times and he missed two of them? Was that a matter of pride to show that I'll go whatever side I want to go and I'll still score? No matter what I'll say, Carlos, you'll interpret it in another way. But, look, you go where you're best suited. I mean, I'm not going to argue against that because you go to where you come from. Carlos used to like to tell the keeper exactly where (laughs) I'm going to put it. I'd say, listen, you can go. I'm going left, so you should go there too. It won't matter. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Thanks for your call, Snapper. Sorry, we just dropped out, mate. Um, Let's go to Ralph in Frankston. G'day, Ralph, and welcome to the show. G'day, guys. Look, uh, we're at the game tonight, and I just uh, I've got a few points that I'd like to make. Firstly, you've got. Warren on the, at the back for Perth, who got a yellow card in the first three minutes of the game, gave away two penalties, yet was still on the park. Secondly, John Van Skip, I don't know if he, what his problem is, but you guys brought it up two weeks ago, but why does he keep playing wingers as defenders? <laughs> He's got something against full backs. <laughs> I mean, it, it just uh, baffles me why he, he just doesn't think that defence means anything in football. We've had him for the last three seasons, or I can't remember however many, that's how angry I am, as coach. And all he has done is get attackers and midfielders. He has never got a good defender. We get Jacobson, who's as soft as butter. And, I mean, I'm just so angry at tonight's performance, I don't know what to say, because we've been going for seven years. Yep. And it's just uh, doing my heading. Yeah, no, look, Ralph, it's, it's really clear that they made a decision 
about you know when they when they you know gathered together these millionaire footballers who are winners and on their day and when they're in the mood they are they are the best team in the competition for mine when they when they're in the mood and they play the the football they're supposed to play but uh the 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 issue is that he is they've got the best footballers and they'll play the best footballers they've got in their squad. It doesn't really mean that they're going to have a specific fullback to play in. Uh, certain, I mean, you get even Neil Kilkenny playing as a central defender at times. So it, they've, they've made a decision about their philosophy. Their philosophy is all about possession. They will beat sides, according to this philosophy, by keeping possession and bossing possession to the point where uh, even if they lose the ball, that they'll win it back through their pressing game. And... What's happening though at different times this is probably why they haven't been able to, uh, you know, get the results in the last five games is they do turn over the ball in bad areas. And because they don't transition well from attack to defence, uh, that's when they start. I mean, there's gaps everywhere. I mean, Castro, if people talk about Castro's finishes tonight, no, a class. Mm. But the amount of space he had. Uh, in finishing in the penalty box, and the amount of space that Keogh and Harold's had at different times. In fact, Harold's goal looked brilliant. Uh, almost Ned Zelich-like, the way he sort of scored it from a, from an angle. But really, the defending there, and I don't know if it was Colazzo or whatever, but you know, some witch's hat was playing at full at, at full back and uh, let him get him behind and and almost couldn't even recover with the recovery run there with that. So, look, they, they've they've just they've just banked themselves with this attacking possession philosophy. And I think at the detriment of their defence at different times. They'll back themselves, but they're not getting the results at the moment. Thanks for your call there, Ralph. Let's go to Tony in Taylor's Hill. G'day, Tony, and welcome to the final whistle. How are you going, guys? Um, just wanted to see what your thoughts are on um, Dean Bazanis continuing as the main keeper. We've got um, Sorensen on the bench, the best keeper in the league, without a doubt. And they're still persisting with um, Bazanis. There's no doubt he's got the best um, you know, disposal in the league, but... As a shot stopper, he's like an MPL keeper to me. Yeah, look, maybe you trade a little bit. I mean, I was there tonight myself, and particularly one delivery that went to Calazzo that led to a shot directly from that. And, I mean, he he kicked the ball 70 metres and put it straight onto Calazzo's foot from a breakaway. Look, I think Bazanis has been pretty good. He was slow off his line on the Harold goal. Yeah, that was the mistake that he made tonight. And, and, to, and to go... And to have your weight going back across goal, when my sense is that you always protect the near post, and that's yep. what Bozer and goalkeepers seem to say, and that, that beat him at the near post, that would have been disappointing. But I can't think that, I, I don't think you can pinpoint another goal that he's conceded in this group of goals. You couldn't drop him. It wasn't really a calamitous performance. No, it wasn't. Though, no, was it? No, 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 no. He, he wasn't the reason why no. they lost the game. Oh, they saw they no. drew the game, even though I think Perth Gorey's probably walked away with a moral victory, haven't they, Warren? Oh, yeah. yeah. Moral victories are important, Carlos. <laughs> and the six points, the, uh, you know, symbolic six points. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so does that get, is there a, is there a real ladder and a symbolic ladder? There is. There is so how many, how many points would have Melbourne <laughs> City got when they beat Melbourne Victory 4-1? Would oh, that be an eight-point eight game, symbolically? Yes, they lost yeah. them all now. <laughs> They've given them all away. Actually, Absolutely. I'd love to see what a symbolic ladder looks like. <laughs> is that the moral victor? Yeah, the, yeah. the moral yes. ladder. Yeah. And then you sort of have a, yeah. you, you have a Twitter sphere post, uh, uh, you know, how many points do we give the moral winner tonight? Jeez, Warren getting 
digital yeah. there. The, <laughs> the thing about Bazan is that obviously everyone likes is the fact that he he dispo- gets gets that ball out of the box asap and and he's quite accurate. No, Sorensen doesn't quite do that, even though he's he's a man mountain. Thanks for your call there, Tony. It's twenty seven past ten. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts. They've been around for over 26 years. They're a fantastic organisation. Uh, if you want to work with them even, uh, give them a call. They're looking for great plumbers all the time. Beston.net.au or 1300-BEST-ON. Vinny, who was Best on tonight? Well, Best on, they know, how, they know about blockages and one man who knew how to block things was Liam Reddy tonight. Um. So I'm giving it to Liam. Yeah. Some big saves at the right time, and and particularly that uh, that penalty that then they this penalty save which then ended up being a goal at the other end. That's an assist. That's an assist. Yeah. An assist as far as I'm concerned. So best on player for me is Liam Reddy. There you go. Thank you very much, there, Vinnie Venezuela. Yeah, I know no, we're just about to go to a break, Rodrigo. But and I know we've said that we wouldn't do this, but I'm going to <laughs> just a bit of a shout out <laughs> to my niece and nephew. Will and Emma, we took them to the to the Melbourne City game. They're from Sydney. Yep, came down from Sydney. Took them to the game tonight for the first time. Didn't they get a cracking game? They did. And I promised that I'd give them a shout out. No so to Suze, Lily, Will, and Emma who were travelling home from the game tonight, not disappointed. No. All Melbourne City fans yeah, rusted on. Everyone not loves, disappointed. Everyone loves a game with no shape. Not disappointed. We're really happy, and we just love the fact that we were able to take two, the two kids to the game tonight. There you go. There's uh, Warren's family corner there on the uh, <laughs> audio. Goes, hey, Louise, Marcus, Nathan, Matt, Sasha, Frank, please hold the line because uh, we're coming back right after this on the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. The Four Diego's. Nice work by Warren. Good, solid worker back there. I know he cops a lot of flack at times from supporters, but he's a pretty hard worker. <laughs> Disney, he works hard. Yeah, I know. He works hard. Generally, cops a lot of flack when people say he's a hard worker. Okay, yeah, all right. (laughs) He's not as bad as social media makes him out to be. How's that? He's lucky to be on the pitch. He's lucky to be on the pitch. I know, I know. You're right. It's like when somebody says, not not being disrespectful, but (laughs) But must improve. Were the boys talking about you there, Warren? (laughs) Because they described you beautifully. Yeah. I did it. It did. Well, you've been copying it on social it. media. Except that you know he's what? not a hard worker. You know what? These That's people true. that feel, the pitch, Warren. These anonymous people that feel that they can give me constructive criticism <laughs> via social media. And can I say, I take everything that people say about me on social media, I take it constructively. I'm a glass so. half full type of guy. Mm. When a person mm. comes out and say that I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing and what I'm saying, I will go home that night and I will study fastidiously <laughs> the game because yeah. I'm a glass half full type. Like that guy. time you didn't know where Slovenia was or something like that. Yeah. You oh. then you went to a, a, an atlas. I know that. No, I that. went to Slovenia. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Have we talked about the women's game? Give us a call. I was just about to say there was a double yeah, header today. It's, it's on the rundown, Warren. If you just do we calm have a down, down. Calm down for a sec. We There's have a, a double down. header today. Did you know no, that? No, it wasn't. Uh, only Melbourne City and Perth only Glory. in theory. The uh, men, it was three all, as I said earlier. Melbourne City three all, three and Perth Glory three. But in the W League, it mm. was Perth Glory three, Melbourne City two. Three losses in the row. On the, the bounce. are falling off there for the girls yep. too. Yep. But What's happening I, to that club? Can I say, and I'm going to say this, two nights in a row they're playing double headers. You know, the Melbourne Victory girls who are playing tomorrow night before the Melbourne Victory. But no disrespect. I know it's a public holiday, okay? So I get that part of it. But... The game, the girls' game today, which apparently was a cracking game, 
Um, I've got a daughter that plays and my niece was coming along. Great opportunity for the girls to come along. Finished at 20 past six. Now, the men's game didn't start till 7.50. Now, that's not a double header. Have the game go. I mean, you get there. You got kiddies, okay? I think if you but you should be consistent. If no, you're calling you... the women's game girls, you should call no, the men's okay. game boys. Well, I'm sorry for that. You know, that's the little. So you're you're advocating for the for the boy for the boys yes. not to have a warm up. No, and have the girls play. Have the girls right up to the start of the men's have game. Have the girls play till seven o'clock. Because maybe they can turn the sprinklers it's on. It's not <laughs> easy to take kids under the age of 10 for four hours of football. Well, we've got a, a woman on the I'm phone. I'm auditing them. Now on 94291116, Louise is on the phone from uh, Wallen. G'day, Louise, and welcome to the final whistle. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I love your show. So oh, it's you. awesome. Look forward to it. I wasn't at the game, but I listened to the coverage on ECN. And I've got a few comments to make. First of all, the refereeing in the A-League... When are they going to take a good look at it and do something about it? It's fast becoming a joke. It's happening on a monotonous, regular basis. And you, you can't have referees losing control of the game. It's ridiculous. Straight out now. Yeah, look, um, just on that point there, Louise, I, I don't know. I mean, they've been complaining about this for a while. They've got full-time referees too. Not all of them are full-time, but they've got full-time referees. I know they invest a lot, the FFA, in this area. Uh I don't know how you can fix these these errors. Now, can you be a bit, bit more specific about the what you're talking? I mean, Warren, you might have picked up a few things yourself, but I know uh, Kilkenny wasn't happy with the couple that was of the meant ref- to have gone out. Yeah, you know, over the sideline for a Melbourne City for a throw in. Yeah, that that was straight after the miss, the okay. second miss penalty. Yeah, anyway, go ahead, Louise. I, I don't know how you can fix the issues with the refereeing, um, and I'm not quite sure how much of that is overblown too. Because you look at closely at some of these decisions. I mean, I looked at the penalty for um, uh, Warren on Kamau, and at first glance I thought it was never a penalty. But then on the replay, I saw Warren almost grab the ball with his hands in the penalty area, so clear penalty. Uh, yeah, I'm not, if you really scrutinise a lot of these decisions, maybe they're not incorrect. Uh, but then again, we've got to know which ones you're referring to. What do you, what do you think about that, Louise? You're still there? Yes, I'm still here, yeah. So, so is, there, is there anything specific that you saw tonight that was a clear error? I just don't think, well, like I said, it wasn't at the game, so oh, it's a okay. bit hard, you don't have mm-hmm. the beauty of replays, yeah, I only have the commentary. But, you know, you can't have umpires taking that damn long to make a decision. Why doesn't the FFA have an umpiring department like the AFL? God, I should mention, forbid I should mention that on the show. <laughs> so but um, why don't they have somewhere where they are looking at it in a bit more in depth? And it's not just this game, and it's not because I'm a City fan, but it's other games I'm noticing over the time as well. It just seems to be coming, it's mentioned a lot with the commentators, it's just becoming more and more of, a, of an issue. Um, so I'm trying to be totally unbiased here in that regard. It, it's a bit of a joke. It needs to get a lot better than what they're doing. Yeah, Louise, um, there's, there's going to be a couple of decisions that'll be sorted with video refereeing later on in the year anyway. Uh, I think during the finals they're going to be testing out. Uh, the A-League's one of the uh, one of the leagues where they're allowed to use the uh, the new video refereeing uh, down the track. So maybe that'll solve some of the issues that you might have, mate. Thanks for your call there, Louise. Um, actually, the the um, the fourth referee was involved tonight, yeah. obviously. Um, he got Brandan sent off. Yeah, well, not, so, I shouldn't say that he got him sent off because he deserted to go, but that was... That was good teamwork, and I think tonight, 
overall, I mean, it was hard to comment on the out from the, the sideline that led to the, that Kilkenny got a yellow card. That was a great bit of theatre, wasn't it? Giving him the yellow card as he comes on at the start of the second <laughs> half. But uh, look, I think in replay, the referee was proven that he got most of the decisions right tonight. Yeah. Hey, Marcus in South Melbourne's on 9429-1116. G'day, Marcus, and welcome back. G'day, Diego's. How are we all? How's all the listeners? I've got a friend from uh, Slovenia, you know, Dan and Gorica, Tiasha. They've got a coastline in Slovenia, which is a bit like Mount Martha down to Rosebud. Oh, very it good. About, it goes about 10 miles, and that's the end of it. Um, there were two teams playing tonight. Did you notice? <laughs> Did you notice? Yes. Absolutely. It was yes. real. A team called Perth Glory. Yep. And you got your best player's name wrong. If you're going to insist on every time you say Tim Cahill, former Australian international Tim Cahill, why don't you say former Australian international Liam Rocket Reddy? Because he's a former international too. But it's been a while though, and I haven't looked at his Wikipedia lately. But I'm, how many games would he have got for the Socceroos? His dad played for Australia too. Yeah, in rugby. And by yeah, the way, right, yeah, yes. like, Tim Cahill's not former. No, Tim Cahill current. is uh, current. Yeah, so. look, uh, the thing is, I think you last time you rang up and had a crack at us about not talking about the opposition was against Perth, too, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, too, Marcus. And, uh, look, you know, I like it when Perth come to Melbourne and they play the brand where they suffocate, you know, either victory or city, don't allow, don't allow any space between the lines, they defend, you know, like lines on the edge of their penalty box and deny by the city or victory shots at goal. That didn't happen tonight. This Perth's uh, attacking play tonight was, you know, was quite admirable, and I think they got their results in the three goals that they scored. But defensively, they were as bad as City tonight. It, like I said, the game had no shape, and it's not like Perth were here and uh, they deserved the win. They, 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 they were, you know, they, were, they weren't as good as City, but they weren't that bad either. I mean, it's just one of those games where... Uh, Perth weren't at their best. City certainly weren't at their best. And the game, probably the result in the end reflected that. Thanks for your call there, Marcus. I really appreciate that, uh, hearing from you every, every week. It's really good. Hey, Nathan's on the road. G'day, Nathan, and welcome to the final whistle. Hey, Diego's. How are you, Nathan? Good. How are you guys? What did Very you think good. about the game tonight, Nathan? Um, I actually think that we actually did pretty well in the first half. Second half, not so good. But Bruno, really? <laughs> <laughs> top goal scorer last year and not very good this today or this year. Oh, that's a bit harsh. I think he's in double figures with goals, but that's all right. I mean, look, interesting call, Carlos. Captain decides. If he wasn't the captain, he misses one, okay? Do you let him score the second can, one? Can Do you I let talk, him have a go at the second that, one? That's really peripheral, all that stuff. Can I talk oh, about okay. the real issue here? And it was raised by me oh, course, uh, course, when the announcement Tim Cale was going to come to Melbourne City. I, I raised it. I raised oh, don't, this. Don't, and it was ab- absolutely, nearly word for word, a story. <laughs> have we got the tape on this as well? No, the story <laughs> in the Herald Sun in the last couple of days where Bruno Fornaroli had to convince the reporter or the, the journo that he can play in the same team as Tim Cale. I had an issue... In in English, broken English, he, yeah, he convinced you yeah, by English, the Herald his, Sun. His English is, is actually very, very good these yep. days. Yep. And he actually, had, he actually had to convince the journo that he and Tim could play in the same team. Probably yep. used a lot of F-bombs, it, knowing Bruno. Absolutely. But the, 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 I just wonder whether... I mean, when Timmy has to go off in the midfield... I thought he had a, re, a, a decent game tonight, Timmy Cale. Uh, when he's got to go and, and get the ball in the middle of the park... 
I still don't think that's the best that Timmy can do. Kale and Fornaroli scored three, three goals between them tonight. Nathan, are you still there? Yeah. So what's your problem with Bruno, that he missed the penalties? Two penalties, not one, two. <laughs> yeah, is that it? <laughs> well, yeah, but I reckon we should bring Kale on also about the 70th minute, maybe 60th. So you, sub. It, it should be a sub. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with any of that, mate. <laughs> I don't agree about the get rid of uh, yeah Bruno Fornaroli for the missed two penalties. I mean, some great players in, in world football have missed those penalties in, in important games. Uh, and Timmy Cale, I think he's he's proved that you know he'll he will always score at something out of nothing from an aerial battle in the box. And and I thought he did add a little bit more tonight from his playing midfield, but I I still don't believe that's his best position. And I think Bruno's been thrown a little bit by the fact that. Timmy has got a, a major role to play in that attacking third too. I don't want to go all conspiracy theory here, but, you know, Timmy spoke to Bruno just before that second penalty, and then he spoke to Liam. He did. Do you reckon he told him? So, hey, Bruno, which yeah. way are you going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks, mate. Hey, he's going to go this way. I think the <laughs> hug that uh, Timmy gave Liam before the penalty was shot, I think that sort of tells us a fair bit. I love the way. I love the handshake that Fernando gave um, <laughs> Lee, um, uh, the Sean yes. Evans, when he got when he sent him off, it was Absolutely. very funny. Yeah. Hey, thanks for your call, Nathan. Let's go to Matt in Roeville. G'day, Matt, and welcome to the show. Guys, how are you? Thanks you're for good. being patient, Matt. No, you're all right, boys. There's a lot of angry city supporters at the moment. <laughs> there so. shouldn't be any angry city supporters. Well, look, there should be because <laughs> I think cities. I think Man Ship's theory is we will score more goals than the opposition. And I don't mind that. We don't need to concentrate on defence, but when you've got your central, your defensive midfielder playing so far up forward that he's nearly offside, <laughs> that's going to be an issue. And um, But I want to have a positive. A young kid called Dennis Grum... Oh, I can't even pronounce his name. Giroud. 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 Number 34. Yep. Yep. That was a brilliant debut off the bench. And I really hope he starts because he was demanding the ball. His passes were silk. He nearly scored that header goal. And um, it's good to see they're actually playing, giving some of the kids some time. But um, And Matt, uh, Daniel uh, Azani did very well when he came on too in little uh, dispatches too. So they could, I think they've got some good little exciting talent that they can bring off the bench. And it's Denis. Yeah, Denis. Is it Denis? <laughs> Thanks for your call there, Matt. Um, a nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Really appreciate your calls. Please be patient. I'm getting a lot of calls. It's uh, 44 minutes to 11. Come on. Warren's football tax audit. It's actually 11. <laughs> uh, it's actually 10.44. Yeah. <laughs> I got confused. I looked at the digital Have I only got 15 minutes to put up with this before I can go home? <laughs> it's quarter to 11. Yeah. Warren. It is time for your tech, um, for your football tax audit because uh, tax, talk are, tax Talk are a fantastic sponsor. If you want all of your uh, finances looked after, uh, very, very nicely give Dom and the team a call at Tax Talk, one three hundred three double six six three nine. I'm going to audit pre- and post-Christmas games this week. It's not just tonight's game, but I'm, I hate to do this. I hate to individualise, and again, I don't think the defence is a huge issue. I love Manny, Mas- Manny Musket, but I'm auditing Manny tonight. Manny Musket. Yeah, Manny. I think he's... He's just... your H&R block type uh, yeah, fullback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> the tax talk. That's the tax talk. That's why... and, and you know what? We once got our tax done by H&R block and now we go to tax talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's my representation of Manny. Just a feel. Can I just say that was a Liam Reddy like save right there? Yeah, yeah I Thank just feel. I just feel like it's not his fault. I just feel that sometimes perceptually he's the catalyst for some of the defensive errors. I'm going to audit the ground at Brisbane. Suncorp is the best football ground in the world. It's yeah, one of the best football before. grounds in the world. But I tell you what, God Coldplay got a lot to answer for. They've gone round the they've gone round Australia playing to massive crowds wrecking every football field we have. It's an absolute disgrace. So I'm going to audit Brisbane and this is my favorite. I'm going to audit Graham Arnold. He's now coming out and saying that teams are intimidated by Sydney. Intimidated. I'm not intimidated by you, Graham Arnold, so I'm auditing him as well. Okay, uh, all related <laughs> to tonight's yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> With thanks to Tax Talk. Hey, let's take a break. If you, Sasha, Frank, Tony, Peter, Dean, please hold. We're coming straight to you right after this break on the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Welcome to the final whistle on this Tuesday night. Melbourne City and Perth Glory was three all in the end. Uh, Kale Fornaroli scored twice for City and Castro scored twice and Harold, who was very, very good tonight, scored uh, for Perth Glory at Amy Park tonight. Uh, in the W League, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne City 3-2, Give us a call. Let's go to Sasha, who's been very, very patient in Canley. G'day, Sasha, and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much, guys. Um, I've got some red cards to hand out tonight. I've got three. <laughs> The first one, and it's already up on A-League memes, is um, the Dean Bazanis, who died even before the shot was taken. Mm. First red card to you. He's uh, sent off. All right, Dean. Second second red card was that Bananu called up and said Jakobsen was soft as butter. He wasn't even playing tonight. <laughs> he's the best centre-back in the league. So red card to you. Mm. Yep. And my third and final red card is to John Van Schip. Mm. Now, John... You've played every system under the book. You've played a 3-1, 3-2. You've played a 4-2-3-1. You've played every system. Please. We, we had a very good game in the semi-final against Western Sydney. We played a 4-4-2 with Timmy and Bruno up front. Please play a 4-4-2 and watch us start winning games. Mm. John, red card. <laughs> Very nicely put there, uh, Sasha. Uh, Sasha, thanks probably for your better call, mate. than uh, Warren's audit, that one there. Uh, <laughs> Not bad, actually. Can I just yeah. say that the, the, to use the term banana to disparage someone, <laughs> I like that. It's banana. Yeah. Yeah. It says it all. Yeah. Well, I, I, prefer prefer I think flog, Sasha said it all. all right. Let's go to um, Tony on the road. G'day, Tony. Welcome to the final whistle. <laughs> Are you there, Tony? Yes, I'm here, mate. How are you going? Oh, not too bad. Thank you. Thanks for calling and thanks for holding. No worries, thank you. Um, just two things on tonight's game. First things first, um, those red cards are awarded to either player, um, obviously on each team. Um, how can I'm a CU supporter, obviously. How can you give two red cards to two different players of a team and award a penalty at the same time? We, we, um, Tony, we had a close look at this, and I'm only speculating. I'm sure we'll have a referee ring us up and, and clarify things, but the penalty was given on the first tackle by Julbich on Brandan, which wasn't a which was a, which was a penalty obviously because it was a foul in the penalty box, but it wasn't a red card offence. Brandan then lashed out with his foot at Julbich, but I didn't think Sean Evans saw that. He only saw the retaliation by Julbich kneeing Brandan on the ground, so he got the red first. 
Then the fourth official somehow, I'm not sure how they picked this up, fourth officials called Sean Evans, said hey, Brand Dan's lashed out at him before that he need the need him. So that's why they've gone back and given um, Brand Dan the red card. That's how I read it. I could be proved wrong though. I'm just sort of speaking. You rarely are. Well, that's why the penalty stood. Proved yeah. wrong. I think that's, I think, I think yeah. you, we all read it like that too. So does that make sense, I, Tony? Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. And also number two as well. Everybody's um, saying Bruno Fornaroli should have let somebody else take the penalties and so on and so on. I mean, the bloke is a superstar, yeah. and I mean he's allowed to miss a penalty. It, yeah. I know it's I know it's at the end of the game and it's for the win, but at the end of the day, I mean he wouldn't be human if he made a mistake. And he yeah. scored two goals tonight too, by yeah. the way, <laughs> out of three. So um, it, it's interesting how people turn. Uh, but and also when you talk talk, I mean some great great players have missed penalties in important games over the generations. Thanks for your call there, Tony. Really appreciate it. Let's go to Peter in Caroline Springs. G'day, Peter, and welcome to the show. Yes, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, just want to know why Tim Cole's goal was ruled off side, or did he foul someone? I thought, um, yeah, I thought he had his his hand on on Gilbert's it was shoulders. It was soft, but technically, maybe but to explain what happened. For the people out there, oh well, see it. basically Tim Kale jumped early as he normally does, and was seen to be putting his hands on the shoulders of Dino Gilbich, and as such was getting uh, an illegal. So advantage. hands in the back rule. Well, hands <laughs> on the shoulders, not the back. That's what, we, that's, that's what we thought it was just by looking at it on TV. Um, it, but it I'm could sure be the FFA will come out but, with an expert. Yeah. You normally have a an essay of reflections, don't they, during the week? It was probably Brandan's fault. That's what we thought there, Peter. Hey, one more call before we go to a break. Frank in Altona. G'day, Frank, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, fellas. After 25 minutes on hold, nearly forgot what I have mate. to say. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry, Thanks, Frank. Thank you for your patience. Appreciate it, it, mate. Melbourne City and Perth Glory played out a three-all draw, just in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, look, I've been following them since day dot. Seventh year going, and I expect a lot more now. John Van Schip's system is no good. Uh, any team that has a fast striker or a fast winger, we're gone because all you simply have to do is when we turn over the ball, you quickly play the which what what Perth did without even looking is quickly play the ball up to the wing or through the centre to your striker, and you're on a two-on-three situation. And I'd go with that every day of the week. Uh, John Vanship, if he's such a super coach, needs to have a look at his stats and understand. I only coach junior soccer, right? Maybe I'm not as good as him, but most goals are caught. Uh, scored from counter-attacks, if he has a look. Not set-pieces, not corners, not anything else but counter-attacks. Our transitions are crap and slow, and we'll never score goals off counter-attacks transitioning like that. Kamal gets the ball played out to him on the wing. What does he do? He plays it back. That's because he's been told to play like that. Simple. It's not good enough. Change your system, Van Ship. Yeah, thanks for your call, Frank, and I think you make some interesting points, but I do think the first point you make is significant. It's the it's the turnover of the ball in the wrong part of the field that causes the defensive issues, and that tonight was, falls at the feet of uh, of Bratton to some degree playing, you know, really tight balls trying to get through Perth, turning it over. And you're right, they are nice and compact at the back. Any team that plays with a great deal of width, particularly down that right side tonight, got some got some joy. But I think it's the turnovers. You get rid of the turnovers. And you're actually not going to get the defensive issues. Just, just quietly, Castro had enough time to rewrap some of his Christmas presents uh, yeah. when he got the ball. Aren't you wallowing, wallowing you. in this, Finney? 
Thanks for your call there, Frank. Really appreciate it. Hey, we're coming back for another hour of the final whistle. It was Melbourne City 3, Perth Glory 3. Tim Cale and Bruno Fornaroli scoring the goals for Melbourne City. Fornaroli scored two of them. Castro scored twice for Perth Glory. And Harold scored for Perth Glory as well. At Amy Park tonight in the W League, it was 3 Perth, 2 Melbourne City. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diegos on 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. What a night it was at Amy Park tonight in front of a crowd of 11,269 people. Melbourne City and uh, Perth Glory played out a three-all draw. Thanks to Ed White, Grant Brebner and Jonathan Howcroft. They had a lot to do tonight, the uh, call team, of course, with SEN. And uh, Timmy Cale scored in the ninth minute. Fauna Roll in the 36th and the 61st minute with a penalty. Castro scored in the 21st and the 40th minute. And Harold scored a beauty in the uh, 63rd minute. As I said, the official crowd, we didn't say it in the first hour, um, 11,269. In the W League, as I mentioned earlier, it was 3-2 to uh, Perth Glory um, and Melbourne City, obviously, uh, losing their third game in a row Mm. in the W League. And just off the text message, um, because, Warren, you referred to the women as girls, gents, as I've explained to Brett Phillips, you can't be saying girls instead of ladies or women. It is ladies and gents, men and women, boys and girls, if they're 18 years of age or under, of course. Um, All the best, Ben from Bentley. Appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, 94291116, give us a call tonight. It is your show, Vinny Venezuela. What is the um, hotline tonight? Jeez, that game was unbelievable. Hotline. <laughs> did that change? Did that change? <laughs> it has. did. It has. Or something like that. Yeah. I can't believe that game hotline. That's what it was. You just paraphrased it. It's okay. It, it did. 94291116. Actually, actually, I like the other one, the, the no shape hotline. Yeah, yeah. A All game right. with no shape is good for the game in this country. <laughs> the the hotline's an ever-changing yeah. thing. Uh, tonight's mm. show is brought to you by Tax Talk. Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Coming up with their young gun with uh, Carlos very, very soon. Be worth waiting for. And send us a text message on 0433981116. Plenty to talk about, guys. But James in Doreen has been very, very patient, and we're going to open the batting with him this hour. G'day, James, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle. Hi, guys. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, welcome. Go, James. Thank you for holding. No worries. Look, I want to talk big picture here now. JVS, if I believe, rightly said during the off-season that this was going to be his last season at City. You've got Tim Cahill, which is signed with a stipulation that it's a transition into coaching. And you've got the City group who've shown themselves to be very proactive about coaching change with the fact that they kept Pep up with a better season to go at Bayern to go and manage Manchester City. So I guess my question is, who do you think is going to replace JVS next year? Well, just on the point about him saying that he may be moving on or or, or just ending his uh, stint with City at the end of this year, we actually had him on, uh, I think, on the eve of the season. When things cl- were going a bit better, Carl. Well, you know, he was you know, they, were, they were training well and they had their millionaires there and they certainly weren't missing and conceding goals at training, that's for sure. But uh, he actually clarified for us that, that was something he said almost 12 months prior, but things had changed. So there, it wasn't really definitive whether he was leaving at the end of the year or not. I don't know. Maybe they might tap him on the shoulder if uh, if this run continues. And uh, But they certainly won't ever move him on mid-season. That's not the way the City group has operated. Not not with Melbourne City, Melbourne Hardy. Obviously, uh, with John Aloisi, I suppose it's a different story. But I think that was under the old regime anyway. But they tend to give whoever they appoint... Every opportunity. If you see John Van Skip leaving at the end of the year, I don't know whether it'd be just his decision. He may have been tapped on the shoulder, but 
Uh, yeah, the whole Tim Cale thing. I don't think Tim's ready to coach. If that's what you're suggesting, uh, I know he's. He wants to fit. play at least until the World Cup. Yeah, that's right. And also, I think he he's got a, a contract, uh, at least one year of coaching with City as part of this deal. Is that right? That's Warren? correct. Yeah. So, but I don't. I don't he knows what he's going to yeah. be like as yeah. a coach. You can't. You know, great players don't necessarily make great coaches. That's for sure. Fingers crossed. There'll be mm. there'll be an administrative blunder and it'll be Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> They just sent me here. <laughs> Melbourne? What am I... <laughs> but apparently... Okay, okay, I'll go. People, people have been criticising all tonight on, on you know, the social media and also on SMS here and ringing up and criticising the formation that uh, John Van Skip is... Uh, is advocating for the for his team and and they've you know but and, and you have encouraged it, Carlos. Well, you, you're the first one to point it out that you know the three at the back and the counter. Well, and it's, it's that space. fluid. It's, it's that fluid back third where when they've got possession they all join in, and when they, but when they lose possession, especially in in really bad areas, they don't transition well enough from a defensive point of view, and that's some of the problems. Warren, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one. But some of the problems that's Pep Guardiola's having with Manchester City over in the UK uh, are some similar type problems. With used their... to playing an offensive game, Pep, and not used to actually understanding about having to transition. Well, no, well the, I think his players are taking a while to, uh, you know, um, adopt that philosophy about that fluid back four, back three, back four type situation. And we know that John Van Skip is on a weekly uh, FaceTime. We do a management with, management uh, meeting. Yeah, with uh, with Pep Guardiola. So I'm just wondering whether the style of play is being imposed, imposed, imposed oh. by the City Group on John Van Skip. Just Can imposed. I want you to do this. Do this. Put yeah. three in the back. Absolutely. And uh, maybe it's maybe the you know Dutch, Spanish, you know. Lost in translation. Yeah, lost in translation. Lost in translation. Maybe yeah. they're not getting it right just in the, there's in the no, FaceTime. There's no shape to the discussion. <laughs> so there's no shape yeah, ultimately. And that's the problem. So, maybe, yes. maybe that's a, So John Van Skip is secretly unhappy because this no, not, formation quite, quite being happy. imposed on him he's by quite Pep happy. Guardiola. He's accepted. But <laughs> it's like Mission Impossible. You yeah. just get a phone call. Yeah, what we're talking about, Warren, is a, a system of play mm. that requires you know, players who are yeah. very, very good technically – a team that's well drilled uh, to a point where they don't lose the ball a la Barcelona in bad areas, because uh, that's what Pep's used to. And maybe the quality of player still isn't at that level in the A-League where you can play that type yep. of player. Uh, sorry for me not understanding the tactical nuances do, do, do of the understand? game as yourself. Yeah, I do. And look, you should be coming into the, the one Carlos thing I, a lot The more. one thing I will agree <laughs> with you, and this is where I, do, I don't hold the same fears around Melbourne City's defence as what some of our callers have had. I think Jacob, Jacobson's a huge loss. But most of, the, most of the goals came from Perth tonight with Melbourne City losing, it in, losing the ball in the wrong areas. And it was normally trying to play through balls, through the lines of, Mel, of Perth defence. And what? Castro really, he got onto a couple of loose balls and was the architect of, of you know, some of the counter-attack that Perth had. But Melbourne City could have scored seven Tonight, and they could have conceded five. Just off the text message here, Warren, what are your thoughts on Tongik's uh, game, boys? Mm. Third game for a 19-year-old playing centre-back. Uh, impressive. He looks like he's been yeah. there for a long, long time. I don't think Connor, Ch- I think Connor Chapman will be looking for a new club to play at next season. Although they might Maybe keep Connor January, Chapman. January transfer yeah, window. possibly. But Tongik's is a real oh, find. He's man, a real man. find. How in the hell... Engelar's love child, I reckon. <laughs> how, he's a giant. How, how did... Adelaide ever let him go. He was the youth team best and fairest last year, 
And it's not like they're doing really, really well at Leighton. I know they lost a few players in the off season. How did they not hang on to this guy? Yeah, no, it's strange. Isn't anyway, it? interesting. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call tonight. It is your hotline. Let's go to Pat in Mornington. G'day, Pat, and welcome to the final whistle. Hello. Hey, Pat. How hey, you Pat. going? Good. What did you think of tonight's game, Pat? Good. Yeah, and good. Uh, <laughs> was there any other parts? That More were, adjectives. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> look, there's the English teacher. Um, who, who's your, what was your favourite part of the game tonight? Was it Fornaroli's goal or was it him missing penalties? What was, what was your favourite part of the game? Um, probably when Timmy Cahill scored a oh. header. Yeah, super Tim. Hey, Pat, can I ask you about Brandan? What do you think of Brandan? Sorry, I don't know him. I only just started following. Oh, he's, on, he's a guy with a rat's tail. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you yeah, don't know. No. Now look, and you just started following Melbourne City, have you, Pat? Yeah. Okay, so did did you follow any team before that, and you just converted to City, or you just started following football now? Uh, yeah, just started following soccer. Okay, so what made you gravitate to the game of soccer? because uh, my friend he always um asks if he if I want to go to a match of soccer. Cool. Your surname's not Yoshi, is it? <laughs> nah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so, so are, you, are you playing, Pat, with anyone? Are you playing with a team or are you playing uh, at school? Uh, no. Will you start playing now? Yeah, I think so. Good I on you. Next year. And I know Mornington's got a great junior set up over there, and I know, I know there's a lot of other junior clubs around that area. So join up there, Pat, and keep on following City. Pat- They'll get better, mate. Pat, I just, I'm curious, why Melbourne City and not Melbourne Victory? Uh, my dad, he goes for Melbourne Victory, so it was kind of a hard choice, but I decided to follow my friend. So, so you'd rather let your dad down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an easy choice in the end there, Pat. Hey, Pat, you know, um, you know, players like Tim Cale and, uh, you know, Mark Bresciano, um, Vinnie Grella, they all called the Diegos when they were very, very young. And uh, mm. this is a rite of passage for you. So I'm tipping very, very big things for you and Melbourne City in the in the game, of course. So, hey, thanks for your call there, Pat. And um, go to bed. It's uh, 22 past 11. <laughs> it's holidays, Rodrigo. It's pretty late, though. It's Good holidays. Well, he's not living at home anymore. His dad won't speak to him. <laughs> That's right. He's living with his mate. <laughs> all right, Pat. Good on you. Let's go to Tom in Greenvale. G'day, Tom, and welcome to the final whistle. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Diego. Yeah, yeah no, hey, how are you? Good to hear a deep voice. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, now, I'm not happy with the result, but at the same time, it's still early days. We've only had this team together since the beginning of this year. Nine inputs. I think we've got to give us time. Finally, guys. a word. Finally, the voice of reason, Tom. Thank you very much. But, Tom, you've got to be disappointed. Seriously, oh. given the... No, no, relax, Warren. Given the start that City made... Uh, and, and the form you guys are showing now, it's kind of like, do you not feel like you're going a little bit backwards? No, I don't. I think we're, uh, we're in a transition period because we're, we're without Jacobson. Um, and I think uh, we're, we're finding our way, just uh, finding our way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's been an inability, and this is not the only team. And I heard, you know a coach of a basketball team on the SEM today talking about, you know, needing players healthy at the right time and not having continuity. And I think, not that I'm comparing Melbourne City to any other team, 
but they've had very little continuity in terms of personnel. Absolutely none. Calaze gets the in the ear vertigo, infection. Yeah, vertigo, yeah. After two, and, after the second and game. Who else? Jacobson hasn't well, played. Well, Malik has a week Asana ago. Malik a week ago, you said Jack Jacobson no, wasn't the that. reason. No, I, for the. You but he's that. a key. He's a key component. But you said and when you don't reason. have a guy like Osama Malik who hasn't been able to play since, he, the, he, who won't get a game in that squad when everyone's fit and healthy. Okay, because he's Be, a defender. Because he, so he, continuity of personnel isn't important. Yeah, so Melbourne Bratton. victories who performance. Talking, who are you Melbourne about, victories perform. Well, who, who are you talking about? about victory, Warren? Jeez. Who's been? I mean, who? Who? I mean, Colazzo. Has he been the difference since he's come back? No, but he's just getting back to fitness. Yeah, but I'm just saying. All I'm saying to you is, so I don't continuity think, of personnel I, I is think, not important. I don't think they've had a problem. So with one that. of if they've rotated, it's more because of JVS's philosophy than the fact that it's been imposed on them through injury right. or suspension. One of the reasons why Sydney are doing so well in comparison to last season is the continuity in but terms you, of the players you keep on, on the park. Saying that, but which players have been missing over a long period of time? Colazzo, yes, Vertigo, yep, but he hasn't been the difference. He hasn't but been it, a difference. It's the component parts. Yeah, okay, who, who else? <laughs> Tell well, me. Jakobsen hasn't, Jakobsen hasn't been there the last two games. But you said he wasn't a difference I didn't a week say ago. That. You did say well, it. Warren, I, did not, I, Warren, did not say I reckon, and I say this because I think City have got a great squad, I reckon Bratton's gone missing. I reckon Kamau is just sort of Kamau showing up again. Kamau had his best game no, no, since I the FFA Cup yes, tonight. Yes, I think he's showing he was up again, but he's tonight. sort of gone missing, so it, it, it's hurt you a little bit. Brandan's been a little bit shaky, all right? So I, I think what we're, what we're underestimating is the fact that the A-League's becoming a, a, a tactically mature competition, and teams are now working out that Kilkenny was the driving force of a lot of the attacks from the from the back half for City, and they're putting a lot more pressure on him and putting a lot more pressure on Brand, uh, Bratton, who has been pretty quiet in the mm. last couple of weeks, more because I think he's carrying something. But still, you start putting pressure on those cogs in, in that midfield area, especially from deep, suddenly you know, the, 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 the shape goes out of that side, especially if, if, you're, if you're stopping the, the, the supply from those two players, you're going to have a problem. And I think teams are, are really waking up to it. And as I think J.P. Howcroft said in the, uh, in the, in cool. the broadcast earlier, uh, teams are not only working out about forcing turnovers in, that, in those areas of the ground, but also having speed around that and breaking quickly because that's something that, City haven't been able to do that defensive transition, and they don't do it that well. Carlos, we're coming to your gun, young gun, very, very yeah. shortly. Let's go to another young gun, and Charlie in Mornington. G'day, Charlie, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Charlie, how are you going? Good, thanks. Did you enjoy tonight's game? Yeah. Who was your favourite player? Tim Cahill. Are you related to the other kid that called just before? <laughs> he's my friend. Oh, oh, okay. So he's living with you yeah. now. So no. what's it like, you and uh, it was a young boy. It was it was it Tommy from Mornington, <laughs> Pat. No, Pat. Pat. You and Pat yeah. living in a bachelor flat together. <laughs> no. No. Watching football. Yeah. So so you're the, you're the reason why Pat is now loving football. That's and and, yeah. and he's left his family. <laughs> Father yeah. won't speak to him anymore. Yeah. So so how long have you been following uh, Melbourne City, Charlie? Three years, I think. Okay, and. Uh, and okay, they drew tonight. Are you, what's been good about this year? Tell us what you've liked about this year. I'm sad because Fauna is not in front of the Golden Boot. 
Yeah, but it's only, what, 12 games, is it, guys? He will be. Yeah, it, it, it's really early days, Charlie. He'll be fine. If he got his two penalties tonight, he yeah. would have been back in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and what do you like about Fornaroli, Charlie? She's a good shot. Yep. He's great. Not not all not all that good with penalties, but uh, <laughs> he's just got to listen to Tim Cahill a little bit more. That's what I reckon. Are you going to tell him to go to bed soon? No, and, and Charlie, no, Charlie, Charlie and Pat are going out after this. Uh, now, Charlie, what position do you play? Do you play football yourself? Yeah, I play defence. Okay, defence, and uh, you'll never get a game for Melbourne City then. <laughs> well, you might. Just no, they play defenders, right? <laughs> so. I'll end up taking Rose's place. Uh, Joshua oh, Joshua Rose. Okay, uh, we, they need a left back. They're a bit shaky in there. So, which uh, which club do you play for, Charlie? Mount Martha. Okay, Mount Martha. And what age group? Uh, under 11s. Under 11s. And what was your last season result like? Um, well, in the wrong league, so we didn't win a game. You, you, so you didn't win a game. No. Okay. Character building. That's game, okay, Charlie. mate. You got to have those seasons every now and again. Did the coach blame the defence? No. Good, because you shouldn't blame uh, defenders. They always get the blame. But, hey, hey, Charlie, thanks, thanks, for Charlie. Your, thanks for your call, mate. Really appreciate it, and you backing up your mate, Pat. And um, you work with Pat, too, because you converted <laughs> Pat. Keep, you're better than Yoshi, Charlie. Keep, Keep it Charlie. going, mate. Keep it going. And uh, off to bed for you, too. All right? It's not bedtime. <laughs> it is. It's 11.29. Uh, no, nah, so, listen, uh, Charlie, at your age, I was going out to discos, mate. It's okay. <laughs> You and Pat, off you go to a disco. That's because you had a hairy chest back then. <laughs> and back. Carlos. <laughs> hey, um, it's 11.29. I know you've got to dig this. Red alert, red alert. Let's go. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts uh, in 2017 mm. and... Uh, They've got a quota for this year, yeah. but if you're really interested in um, having a look at it, uh, go to their website or call 9409-8800, of course, when they start school again. But, Carlos, it's young gun time. Yeah, apologies to Denis Jean. <laughs> if I pronounce his name properly. <laughs> Sounds like you're hitting a tennis ball. Yeah, it's a uh, young boy that they... Jean Reux. Yeah. He came Is he related to Henri Leconte? <laughs> sure. he, he came off the bench tonight and showed something for Melbourne City. Apologies to you. You're a kid. Why we'll mention get... him if you're not going to mention because him? Because I like him. And I want to encourage him. And the fact that he's from Footscray and he's got that name, it's even more <laughs> exciting. Denny. Uh, but Chris Harold tonight, 24-year-old from Perth, ripped uh, the uh, right, the left side of uh, uh, whatever, uh, whoever was Gay playing there. Football. Yeah, whoever was playing there for City, he ripped them apart. because it, uh, Ripped them. Colazzo, wasn't it? Uh, well, it was Colazzo and Matsuka. Bratton. And, you know, yeah, anyway. Chris Harold, great uh, goal tonight and played very, very well. He's my young gun of the night. There you go. Thank you very much, Carlos. Hey, more of your calls after the break and your text messages. And uh, we'll have a listen to what Neil Kilkenny had to say after the game on the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here on a Tuesday night, Melbourne City and Perth Glory. It was three all in the end. Uh, Tim Kalen uh, scored and Fornaroli scored twice. Castro scored twice for Glory and Harold as well. Amy Park in front of 11,269. And in the uh, W League match, uh, Perth Glory handed Melbourne City their third loss in a row, 3-2 tonight. It was a great game. And... Uh, uh, Perth Glory scoring very, very late to take that home. Apparently, uh, if there hadn't been a Cameron Diaz movie on TV, there would have been more people at the game, I'm told. <laughs> Warren, told. Warren, you said, because uh, I asked you, you were at the game. Yep. I asked you, oh, was there 11,000? Oh, talk about throwing me under a bus. No, now. you said it in the, in the ad break that you I didn't believe. I thought it was a fairly typical Melbourne City crowd. You said it was inflated. No, I didn't say. Well, I said it and you endorsed no, it. No, no, I didn't say it was inflated. I didn't think it was that many. I thought it was somewhere between 
eight to ten. But to get so eleven, where the, Warren, where were the theatre goers? That's what oh, I want to well, know. I mean, there's two types of tickets apparently you get when you go to <laughs> Melbourne City games. You, you got the theatre goer ticket, that's one aisle, and then you've got the rusted on fans in the other aisle. And Carlos, be separated and, again. and Carlos, interestingly, despite the fact he bags Melbourne City crowds most Melbourne City games, he he too said off air hmm. that he'd prefer six thousand rusted on yeah. than eleven and a half thousand yeah. rusted on and theatre goers. Well, how do you build the game, you've, Carlos? You've just proved to me <laughs> Gee that I'm here for the good of the game. Well, listen to this. Text message. Yes. My young boys and I watched two games on TV and went tonight. We got to see 14 goals in yeah. three games. Yeah. Go A-leg. That's John and Edith Fail. Yeah, I think we should John. celebrate games with no shape. I think this whole... Game. Yeah, this whole FFA curriculum, get rid of it. Uh, this whole philosophy of Barcelona play and Bayern Munich play and... You know, forget, forget about systems. Let's just go end-to-end, go at each other, Australian style of football... No shape. In fact, I'm taking my girdle off. <laughs> Jeez. You're, it's borderline yep. calling for a reimagination of the game there, Carlos. Yeah, I just, Something I, Warren I, would do. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we'll open but up. He's tactically astute, whereas I am I tactically think, To tell you the truth, you know how the, the FFA curriculum Stupid. advocates 4 3 right? And they've sort of, you know, most teams and most junior coaches have they've got to follow that. I'm advocating one defender. What happens if one you defender, don't, by the two way. defenders, and then like eight up front? That's right. Well, and always... go at each other the whole time. Prong City, that's what yeah, we call it. Absolutely. The multi pronged attack. It could be the uh, 2020 version <laughs> of the game there, Carlos. Oh, another reimagination. Yeah, 9429 Tonight's show brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy. Uh, let's go to Nathan. Nathan in Mornington. G'day, Nathan. Geez, Mornington's awake late tonight. G'day. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nathan, oh, are you are you related to <laughs> Pat or Charlie? Um, I'm Charlie's oldest brother. Oh, there you okay. go. So, so Melbourne City fan too? Sorry? Melbourne City fan? Yeah. Yeah? All right. What did you think of tonight's game? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I yep. was hoping Bruno Fornarelli could get some more penalties in. Yeah, no, he yep. was pretty ordinary with the penalties. Now, Nathan, have you been listening on the way home? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And... There's been there's a lot of there's a lot of Melbourne City fans that you know it's almost like the cloud of doom has you know uh, taken over and they're all worried about Melbourne City and how they how they're going to go and stuff like that. Are you still confident Melbourne City are uh, riding the title race for the end of the season? Yes and no. They're doing all right, but they could do better. How could they improve? Do you reckon? I don't really know. Have you got any advice for Carlos? He seems to. He seems to have a, a great sense of how to tactically improve Melbourne City. Do you think he's got an idea, Carlos? No, I don't know. Uh, Nathan, no, I don't either. Have you got another another brother or sister? Just get them on. Get them on. Tell you save what, another phone call. I tell you what. I'm happy for four of you guys to take over from the four Diego's at some stage. Jeez. It's, okay, it's I, think, I think the boys have run out of energy. Right, good on you, Nathan, and uh, thanks for your call, yeah. and thanks to your whole family too. <laughs> is, Dad, is Dad there or is he driving? Yeah, no, Nathan, it's actually very, very much cheaper if you all get on at the same time and don't ring up three times. That's right. Their dad, he's 16 years old. He'll call a bit later yeah. on. <laughs> 9429 11 16. Give us a call. Uh, some of your text messages. Hey, this is from M in Doncaster. Warren, if victory had four draws and a loss, you'd have labelled them in crisis. Yeah. 
Absolutely. There you go. You said that yeah. earlier in the show. Actually, who was well that? Well said, M. That was that? M. Yeah, M. You know, Very M. astute of you, M. Yep. Um, I would. And Melbourne Victory are in crisis. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> just on the uh, crowd figure, the crowd definitely looked uh, around the 12K mark tonight. It was much busier in my section than okay. usual. So they were just uh, ducking under the undercover because of the rain, Warren? No, no. Well, I was so the in, fans have got a soft I, underbelly I, too. Look, I was a guest of Melbourne. <laughs> I was I was a guest of Melbourne City tonight. So oh, were you? thanks oh, yeah. to Julius and the crew there. So how did, I, how did you, hang on. He didn't even tell us that. Yes. <laughs> not By official. the way, I'm not compromising this show because you're <laughs> eating all the party pies. No, no, no. There wasn't that. I mean, Julius, so had to tell us. No, he facilitated some tickets for oh, me tonight, lovely. so I could take my niece and nephew along. That's all. I wasn't. It wasn't corporate. Sort of you didn't sell your soul. No, I didn't, you didn't sell my soul yourself. But Julius does a fit. <laughs> Actually, one did. could only wish, Carlos. <laughs> one could only wish. Actually, there's kids listening. Um, can we have some uh, adult conversations <laughs> off the text message as well? Uh, you're having one now. Um, hi guys, Brandon makes me sick. He holds his face uh, when he gets a knock in the fu- in the stomach. No penalty. He committed the foul first. Even Kilkenny had a sook after the game in the post-match interview. Go victory, Damo. Speaking about yes. that uh, I'm gonna spit. A, I'm going to have a bit of a dip about this. Well, okay. let's, well, let's set this up, Warren. Yeah, and then I'll have my dip. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to uh, Fox Sports. Let's have a listen to Neil Kilkenny in the post-game. Neil Kilkenny joins us now. I know you weren't uh, very happy at halftime, mate, but uh, I'd imagine you'd see that as uh, an opportunity lost tonight. Yeah, massive loss. Uh, ma- massive opportunity, you know. Um, against Sydney, a penalty. That wasn't a penalty. Um, again tonight, a, fr- a throw-in over there. That wasn't our ball. They've come and scored from it. A legit a goal. And then against Pitcher in offside. Now, come on. Something has to be done about this. What about uh, the way your, your team conceded? Uh, obviously, when you kept on going up and then you kept on conceding goals not uh, long after that. Is that something that uh, you're conscious of and need to work on? Yeah, obviously, you know, it's disappointing. Um, it's very disappointing. Um, we should have had three points tonight. We should have had three points against Sydney. We probably should have had a draw against Spitchery, so it's disappointing. And what uh, what was the message from uh, JVS leading into this one? Because we know that uh, you've had a really heavy schedule, but you came in tonight looking fresh and, and starting the game well. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think we dominated the game, you know. Uh, again tonight, we dominated the game, and obviously they've had a couple of chances and scored off them, so... Like I said, it's disappointing, frustrating, and, you know, obviously Timmy scored again, and it's been rubbed off for some reason, and then uh, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm speechless, to be honest. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks very much. There you go, Michael Zappone with uh, Neil Kilkenny with thanks to Fox Sports. Look, he break. did a fair bit of talking for a guy who was speechless. <laughs> speechless. That's the first thing I'd say. But he's my, I don't have a defence for what he says, because I think a lot of what well, he what do you, says... What do you think about what he says first, before you start... Well, it's hard to know. It's hard to know why Tim Kale's goal was a non-goal. I think it was soft. The the throw-in that should have been called off the miss of Fornaroli's penalty that led to the goal directly down the other end, almost instantaneously. The ball got close to the sidelines, but I couldn't comment. Look, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. We have a go at players who say nothing. We have a go at players that say nothing. Then we have a go at players that say. Too much in the heat of the battle that's probably overstating and probably, you know, making too much of little things where, in all honesty, they're responsible for their own defeat in many ways. They cause the problems themselves. But then we've got people on social media that have a go at him. What's the difference between Neil Kilkenny going off 
on television, you know, off half, you know, half silly, and he did. But and then people bagging him anonymously on social media. What's the but difference? But that's the good thing about it, isn't it, Warren? It gets the conversation right. going. But, but I, I, why agree would with, you? I agree with everything you said there about Kilkenny. That the guy lost his mind at the end. He was just picking picking bits and pieces of the out game of frustration. out of frustration because he probably knew uh, that they were actually you know they were, they had opened the door for Perth tonight. And they didn't play well. Melbourne City didn't play well to, again today. But I don't mind uh, him saying it. Yeah, no. And I, but if he's going to do it his own way and, and blame the ref here, because he seemed like he was just blaming the ref everywhere. They were poor tonight. They were at, poor uh, in okay. different parts. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I congratulate him for saying it, but surely we can then attack what he says. We're not saying that he should shut up. We're just saying what he said is, is just really an excuse for their own performances. So I don't think people are turning around and saying that he shouldn't say something. Of course he should say something, and I'm happy for him to say that And he was week. reasonably respectful in his criticism. He didn't individualise. He didn't... Oh, you're uh, the referee. Well, he didn't individualise. He, he, he literally called for the end of refereeing in Australia. <laughs> Is that what he did? Almost. Oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, he should have... If he'd started it, sure, we missed two penalties... But it's the referee's oh, fault. You reckon there would be less criticism of him? Seriously. If <laughs> no, he just, I'm just simply saying, said. If you're going to have a crack at the referee, you may as well. Bruno, geez, we pay him big bucks. Big bucks. <laughs> he should be putting in the back of the net, surely. Yeah, maybe he should have. And that would have just meant that he wouldn't have got any criticism Actually, whatsoever. Kilkenny, if anyone's <laughs> bound to say that, it's going to be Neil Kilkenny. Don't you reckon? Yep. Yes. He doesn't hold back. Plays with a lot of heart. Let's go to Scott in Craigieburn. G'day, Scott. And I'm tipping you've got a deeper voice. <laughs> uh, good evening, amigos. How are you? Yeah, very, very well. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the Fauna uh, Capitulation Hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, very good. I yeah, thought okay. it was the Fauna Rollification. Oh, but no, anyway, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed, as a neutral, enjoyed watching tonight's game. Bit of action, bit of fun games. Um, yeah, Kilkenny was probably lucky to even be on the park, let alone speaking at the end of it. I mean, he went off his nut at half-time, pointing in the face of the fourth official on the sidelines and went off his nut. And oh, I believe a couple of weeks ago, Kenny Lowe got sent to the stands for that, but this bloke is just gets a yellow. It's typical favouritism by the FFA to um, Melbourne City. It's a friggin' joke. Um, you said you're a neutral, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I'm a neutral. I don't follow the two teams. Except you hate Melbourne City. Yeah. Oh, I don't say I hate them. I just don't like them. Yeah. But you're a victory <laughs> fan, eh, Scott? You know I am. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but that's okay, City fans. At the end of the year, if you just don't do all right, um, you know, your parents can buy you a new team next year. <laughs> Stuck under some rules that, that go that you seem to get away with. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm tonight's draw, I jumped out of my seat when Reddy said that last one. It was absolutely brilliant. Yep. Um, so Melbourne City, really, for you, Scott, are a gift that keeps on giving. God, they are. They're, they're just beautiful, mate. <laughs> just listen to the snapper at the start of the year crap on about how fantastic they were now. They're going to take over the league, and they've taken over nothing, mate. Um, and also, Carlos, um, I've got some hemorrhoid cream here. If you dab a bit on the back of Warren's neck, I'm sure he'll disappear. <laughs> Thank you very Jeez. much. On that note, uh, Scott, uh, thanks for that. Can I say to Scott, <laughs> Warren's happy with that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I've had a bit of an issue with hemorrhoids. I don't know what's about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, look, you know what? Wants to know the name you of know, the, the, cream. the funny thing is, the funny thing is, and the reason why I love this show so much, hmm. 
the things that I walk away with at the end yeah. of the night that I wasn't expecting to get. I've been, I've been, I've yeah. been going from doctor to doctor yeah. to doctor to doctor. Yeah. And Scott, in one foul swoop, comes yep. up. He he pretty much, you know, he eases my pain around. Mm. He convinces me why I don't yep. barrack for victory. Yep. So he reinforces why I don't, and then yep. he gives me medical advice that I'm able to fix. Yeah. And Carlos, you're the type of go- bloke. Yep. It might be uncomfortable I've got for the, you. I've got the rubber glove on but right now. For, you will do that for me. <laughs> I have got the rubber glove on right now. You'll do that for me, and I appreciate During that. During the break, yep. Hey, if you're a um, hemorrhoid uh, <laughs> developer, of uh, cream developer. Yep. I'm happy uh, to take a, it on give for us a free. Call. No, mm. no, not at all, Warren. Give us a call. Um, we'll give you some good exposure here <laughs> on the <laughs> so to speak. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. We've really appreciated your company tonight on the final whistle. And there's a final whistle tomorrow night after the Victory and Mariners broadcast uh, here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. I might not be here, though, because if I try the hemorrhoid cream overnight, <laughs> I could disappear. You'll be thinking about that all I'll night. I'll tell you what, you know, and Vinny was saying this off air, as much as I don't mind being subjected to this sort of, you know, attention, I'll tell you what, for all the Melbourne Victory fans out there, by some sheer miracle, and I would say it would be the gift that would keep on giving, <laughs> if Melbourne Victory fail to win tomorrow night, I'm not saying a loss, I'm saying a failing to win, I'm going to go to town and I'm going to take each of the calls one by one by one by one. So just remember what goes around comes around. That's all I'm saying. Can I just say that I spent some time, some quality time, Town, town hall meeting. Yeah, town hall meeting. <laughs> town, town hall meeting. With uh, yes. with Central Coast Mariners boys tonight. Yes. And uh, just just quietly, they're cock-a-hoop. Are they? Cool. They can nothing, win. nothing to lose tomorrow night. Big O, Paul Ocon. It's got them all set out. He'll rein it in, though. He uh, doesn't like cock-a-hoopness. Uh, I'll tell you what, they, they are all set to cause the biggest upset, especially a couple of former victory young kiddies, oh, yep. Connor Payne and mm. Scott Galloway. Met them tonight, and they're all fired up, ready to go. I, I had, to, uh, by the way, I'll just explain to them why I was in the camp. Motivational speech, of course, for the boys before yep. the game tomorrow yep. night. And what did you say? Did you do, did you run a Carlos's lab? Did you? Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the coach Paul Ocon took the the texter off me though, Vinny. Oh. When I was just uh, on the whiteboard doing all that, but, you're like uh, the Timmy Cahill of radio. You give <laughs> other people advice. Exactly. Right. Just off the text message here, how can Kilkenny get away with what he said? A musket and low get crucified every time they're honest. I think um, the accountability around coaches is greater than players, and I think it should be. City's on-field behaviour is beyond disgraceful. Setting a poor example, Brandon, Bruno and Bratton act like spoiled children. That's uh, Lee. Um, well, look, if they are, they should get pen- uh, p- uh, punished in some way, whether it's cards on the field or the MRP later on. Uh, but I'd rather a Melbourne City is combative, that's, uh, that's having a crack, that's overly aggressive, than the lame versions that we've had in the past. Surely, yep. Warren, you'd yeah, prefer I agree. that? I, they, 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 yeah, look, they've been accused of being spineless in the past and not showing enough passion, and now they're showing too much passion. They're d- disgraceful. I would say that... Somebody needs to bring the human ponytail into a nice little room and sit down with the boss and say, look. <laughs> well, you mean man the, talk? The, what, the divine the rat tail. The divine, the, the divine rat tail. No. The rat tail. Oh, okay, divine rat tail. No, the, I, I, the man bun, I haven't got a problem with Lukey Bratton. I think um, Brandan's probably crossed the 
you know, the line in terms of understand or not or misunderstanding the importance of playing the ball rather than playing for the feigned hit in the face every time he gets tackled. Fair enough. Hey, just a couple of words on Liam Reddy tonight. Um, look, you've got to say, he saved yeah. two penalties. They were outstanding saves. And not only that, he saved um, The Colazzo had a nice crack at him too when he saved yeah. it, I think. And, Liam Reddy's so career has been checkered by misdemeanours normally off the field that have tarnished his ability to stay at clubs. And he's moved around far too often for a quality keeper. I mean, he's an establishment keeper in this competition in terms of I think he started very close to the start of the A-League and he's been a very good keeper at his best. Well, he played in the old NSL. Yeah, off-field issues have meant that he's gone from a few too many clubs, but when he's going, he's as good as... He's been seven seven A-League clubs and I think he had three or four NSL clubs. I'm only guessing about that. So he's been around the block. He's actually got into punch-ups with his coaches <laughs> and teammates. And, uh, and he's, but I've met him at a town hall meeting many course, years ago. You know, you, you, and I'll tell you what, he loves going out to schools and doing the community work. And he, uh, he just wants stuff that's meaningful when it comes to giving back. Uh, but he does, has had his moments. He probably has a bit of an anger management issue. Uh, but he's over there in Perth at the moment. And I was glad to see, cause I like, I like redemption. I like, hey, no, when, yeah, when, you know, the, the story of redemption and tonight, was almost uh, that story for Liam Best when served so, cold, yeah. and he didn't definitely and, saved it well today. And he's been in so many clubs, he could have a superannuation issue too. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to consolidate. Maybe yeah, talk tax talk, ta- tax talk, yes. superannuation, and they Warren, do everything. Warren's on to that. Hey, yeah. um, thanks you t- hey uh, Ben from Bentley, uh, thanks for your very, very kind words. I won't read them all out, but uh, no problem at all. Uh, Melbourne City and Perth Glory 3 all tonight. Um, it was a, an outstanding match to watch. Whether it was an outstanding match technically, not so sure, but it was a great game to watch. Hey, let's take a break and come back with a little more of the final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for your company tonight. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your text messages and your phone calls. Uh, the overnight crowd coming up after the Diego's. Uh, tomorrow night's game, victory versus the Mariners. Um, Vinny Venezuela, you must be looking forward to this. I'm um, excited. It's going to be three-zip victory. Oh, there you go. I'm Very excited confident. too, Rodrigo. I think it'll be a draw. As there much as uh, I really fired up the boys with my motivational speech today, <laughs> they got no chance tomorrow night in the Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> hey, Trawis is going to score tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Mm. Already um, now looking forward to that. So the Diego's are on uh, tomorrow night at 10 after SEN's call of the Melbourne victory versus Central Coast Mariners game. Tonight, uh, Melbourne City and Perth Glory played out a three-all draw. Timmy Kale scored in the ninth minute. Bruno Fornaroli in the 36th and the 61st minute with a penalty. Castro scored for Perth Glory in the 21st and the 40th minute. Harold then scored in the 63rd minute. Amy Park was the venue, 11,269 people. Uh, not a bad crowd. And W League, uh, Perth Glory defeated uh, Melbourne City 3-2. Well, really quickly, yes. you've got to be happy with Timmy Cale. Oh, he's going great. I, I really, you, and I love the package. Everyone waits for, you know, um, you know, the whole tall poppy syndrome. Everyone waits for someone like yep. that to fail. And he just keeps on delivering. He does, he does. the opposite. Unbelievable. He's, uh, no, he's, a, he's a real legend, real champion, that guy. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Neil Kilkenny's copying it on uh, yep. text message. And, um, you know, Ems in Doncaster said there's a fine line between passion and petulance. Yeah. Um, referring to the Melbourne City boys. But, and I uh, cross it a lot. But petulant, uh, petulance gives us 
two hours of radio it post-game. Does. It does. It's so I don't mind when they do all that. Look forward to it tomorrow night as well from 10. So remember, Carlos. Where are Puerto Rican girls hang out? We'll, we'll be there. there. Or if you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba, we'll, we'll be there. there. Where there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Where the gringos play football, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Fort Diego. Olé! Olé! Yeah. Yeah.